Greetings of the day, everyone. I'm privileged to welcome you all to the third edition of the Orange City Literature Festival, organized by SDR Knowledge Foundation in association with GH Rizoni University, powered by the Rizoni Group of Institutions. I'm Mickey Singh, and delighted to be your anchor for today's session, Sita, A Tale of Ancient Love by Bhanumati Narsimhan, in conversation with Rajita Kulkarni Bagga. Bhanumati Narsimhan is the younger sister of Gurudev, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. She shares his vision of a stress-free, violence-free planet. She is a meditation teacher and leads the women's welfare and childcare initiatives at the Art of Living that now supports 723 schools with over 72,000 underprivileged children and author of best-selling books which have been translated into 22 world languages, she holds a master's degree in Sanskrit literature from Bangalore University. She's a singer and has created soulful albums of sacred chants and melodious bhajans. It's an honor to have you with us, Mrs. Bhanumati Narsimhan, and this gets even more delightful as we have Rajita Kulkarni Bhaga who will be in conversation with her as the moderator. Rajita Kulkarni Bhaga is the president of the World Forum for Ethics and Business based in Brussels. For the last three decades, she has held workshops in leadership excellence, meditation and capacity building all around the world for diverse audiences from Fortune 100 executives to senior government staff, political leaders and youth from over 50 countries. As the president of Shishi University at Bhuvaneshwar, she is one of India's leading women educators today. Now, my dear audience, you're about to experience a conversation between two very dynamic individuals who... So, without losing a moment, I invite Rajita Kulkarni Bhaga to lead us ahead. Hearty welcome. I'm so happy that we are having this conversation Sita has been a subject of great uh, curiosity for me when uh, when we were younger, Didi. Uh, we, I have heard, uh, uh, you know, people say in the family that you should not name your daughter Sita. You should always term it with Sita Lakshmi. So I was always very curious about the life of Sita. So, so thank you firstly for writing this book. And I want to start our conversation by asking you, why did you feel the need to write a book on Sita? As you rightly said, she has been in all of our life, she has been a part of our life. Incidentally, my grandmother's name is Sita Lakshmi. I have been always uh, enamored or I would say so uh, drawn to her uh, story of strength, confidence, courage. Uh, right when we were very small, young children, my father used to uh, narrate to us uh, stories from Ramayana, Mahabharata and all. My favorite uh, would be Sita. All the time we'll ask, I'll tell, tell more about Sita. <laughs> and uh, of course, there are many misnomers uh, and uh, people have uh, portrayed her in a different light. But to me, Sita has been always a figure of uh, courage and strength. So that is what uh, I wanted to bring it out in my book, you know, that how 
that subtle strength and that uh, beauty in Sita, uh, which is uh, like I would say um, strength at the same time the serenity, the delicate balance between strength and serenity. She has all these beautiful qualities that uh, a woman can aspire imbibe. No? When you see so much of suffering in the world, we have seen these past two years, all alike, whether rich or poor, they have suffered the loss of family, then there is death lurking at every corner, there was so much of fear and anxiety. So this was a time when Gurudev encouraged everybody to meditate and also be creative, write some poetry, write some stories and all he used to encourage. So I took the cue and I said, let me write about Sita because there has always been a so many answered questions. Not that I have answered everything in this, but there were uh, many grey areas that we could have uh, really you know, understood in a different light. And I have been fortunate to learn these from my father who had the scientific temperament and he would explain in a very, very um, scientific way what is, uh, what does it mean, all these Puranas, all these stories. And I had always, I found that pride and um, in all our uh, ancient literature and our scriptures, I used to really love it and said, look at this wealth of knowledge, that wealth of wisdom that is available right in front of us. No? In fact, yesterday I was telling somebody that when you read something when you are 20 or 15 or 20, you have a different connotation. There is some other level of understanding. When you read the same thing, same book when you are 40, it makes a different sense to you. And when you are around 60, <laughs> there is a different level of understanding and there is a appreciation is different level, isn't it? So I was so drawn and to Tulsidas Ramayana or Kamba Ramayana, Adbhut Ramayana, everywhere I did some research and studied and all this have given me uh, that insight because even as a child I used to really not like Rama because around Rama we used to say, oh why did he treat Sita so badly and all. But now I saw the Rama different from the eye of the Sita and what you see is pure love. So this gave me more uh, peace for myself. <laughs> Perhaps that's why I wrote this. <laughs> wow. So beautiful, Didi, you spoke about Sita uh, having that strength and serenity. And as you rightly said, actually your book is such a gift coming at this difficult time in the world where I think all of us are seeking that strength from within us uh, with that sense of calm. So that's really beautiful. Didi, you spoke just now about some grey areas mm -hmm. that you feel uh, that should have been, you know, maybe clarified. Tell us a little bit about what are these grey areas? I just wanted to bring to light her strength. What was her strength, you know? The physical prowess is not strength, what we mean. There was a subtle strength in her. This we can all learn from her. It is not just a physical uh, prowess that uh, money power or the muscle power that matters there's something subtle than that no uh, in fact mental health was big challenge in the whole global issue it was so if you look at that for me a mind that is uh, 
in the present moment the mind that is unfazed by any adversities or untouched by negativity and yet uh, full of confidence and uh, i would say trust and faith uh, that is a healthy mind that is what sita represent to me she had if you see what uh, what all she did not face you know uh, so many problems if you see she was a princess and then uh, how uh, overnight she had to leave the comfort of the palace and go to a forest which she willingly did it that shows her courage and confidence king janaka her father had seen to it that she she was nowhere any less than a uh, prince even she was trained in all the 64 colors and she was uh, so strong and a total complete uh, uh, personality ready to win any situation that was her uh, uh, personality where she had to be following somebody meek usually they project her as meek and submissive which is not at all true uh, here she willingly put her comfort back and then you know somebody else's like she put the love in above comforts that shows her character that refinement of her character that uh, elevated consciousness you know that is so beautiful in sita and it is also like she had total passion and also compassion and dispassion you can say see wow, overnight she changed into simple clothes and just left to the forest with the husband on her own when rama said no please don't come there are hardship in the thing she insisted that she quoted her father that my father has said follow him in all the dharma uh, that is why you know wife is called sahadarmini anything everything you have to share right whether goodness or hardships and she quoted this dharma and then she said no i am coming with you mind was so like uh, no complaints no judgments so this is the strength uh, that she had the subtle strength for example in the shiva dhanush you know that is a most famous story in ramayana right so where she had this uh, as a mere child she could lift effortlessly the shiva dhanush which hundreds of soldiers could not even move it an inch and even ravana could not lift it but she could effortlessly it was like a feather in her hand so also in rama's hand so here we feel that when you feel the connection to the uh, source she had the others had the connection to shiva dhanush dhanush both rama and sita had a connection to the higher self that is shiva in himself like that when we connect to the nature when we connect to the source that was her connection that is what i was saying that when the drop connects to the ocean it feels the strength of the ocean and that is how when we connect to the whole universe you gain strength from the universe this is the subtle strength we talking about you know didi when you speak about sita um, she seems like the epitome of all things great and amazing mm. so much courage <coughs> serenity so much fortitude acceptance so uh, if we look at the world around us today how can any of us aspire to have you know to be like that kind of a character like you are mm. saying 
do you, what, what, what is your uh, insight from this? What can, you know, if because today when young girls, for example, will read this book. So, is she unachievable um, or how can I aspire to be like that? She had all these beautiful qualities. So, that's what we see in a role model. She was an iconic figure, right? She can be a role model for all of us, any generation. So how she can be is by her mental strength only. If you see, nowadays uh, main thing that uh, we are suffering is mental uh, health. At the drop of a hat, we have emotional imbalance. Uh, suddenly you're happy and then unhappiness. Like the happiness quotient has really deteriorated. So because of our own, the mind is not so strong. Gurudev often says, you know, a strong mind can carry a weak body, but a weak mind cannot even carry a strong body, right? Sometimes, uh, of course, we do all the practices, pranayama, meditation, all these things will help us. But even to read about um, these uh, personalities who, it is not like somebody who is airy-fairy, it's not some personality which is not there. These are all itihasa. It's from this story happened. So we know that this is a possibility. She went through all these things and still came out shining successfully, right? In that way, we can definitely uh, draw inspiration, how to be strong and then how to uh, keep our mind unfazed uh, in spite of adversities or untouched by negativity because our mind tends to hold on to negativity more, more than positivity, right? She was like um, more gunagrahi. Uh, gunagrahi means when you just go, uh, get attracted to positivity more than the negativity. You know, life, life has everything, duality. It has good, goodness, badness, everything is there. But what you focus will grow. Our consciousness, whatever you focus on, that grows more. So that is where uh, uh, we can practice this. So always you, if you see happiness is an attitude which we can uh, definitely practice, right? When you have a calm and serene mind, peaceful mind, that is the sign of success. A sign of success is where you have a uh, you know, undying smile, you have no doubt, isn't it? And you want to share and care. This and support others also, not think only of oneself, but how to uplift others. These were the nature of Sita. So today we talk about success. Everybody is, wants to be successful. You know, look at her life. It was full of strife, in a sense, the, yeah. the, the way we know it. Would you say she had a successful life? Whatever was the challenge, she had an undying sm smile in her, on her, no? She really uh, focused on Rama's happiness than her own. If you see, that is the beauty of Sita, that she could understand him and what, how he would react at that time. So they were like mirroring each other. Uh, even Rama was so much in love with Sita. They, this was an uh, eternal, you can say that uh, unconditional love. That is why even to this day, after 7,500 years, and this whole Ramayana is still, um, we are all talking about them. So that itself uh, shows that they, she was successful, that Sita was still now 
we all talk about Sita, we sing about her and whether we talk positive or negative, still we mention her. These things are the success, isn't it? In spite of so much of uh, happening around her, she could keep that harmony, that peace within her. If you see, she was such a uh, influence. Uh, even in even in spite when Rama sent her, even when she was pregnant, she went to the forest on on her own. She did not harness any uh, bitterness in her, nor did she pass it on to her children. She, in fact, she gave values like compassion, values like caring, and then courage. Uh, she only nourished such uh, good qualities in the children also, and later they became good leaders. She never even complained. That is the best quality in her. She never said, uh, what happened, why my mother-in-laws did not support me, or nothing. No such uh, complaint you can hear from her. So these are all, I feel, that uh, sign of success. No? Otherwise, at the drop of the hat, you can complain about anything. Uh, that is what we are used to now when we hear so many of us, we do have, uh, we complain if it's nothing else, you are uh, you have everything, at least you will complain about politics or about the weather, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So that, uh, that was not in her, that I feel is a sign of success. You can really, uh, ample examples are there <laughs> when you can find the this is what is success, this is what a real life, you know. It's not like uh, I am successful according to this ta table, no, it's not like that. Given such a situation, others would have broken and she was so strong. And that is my next question, Didi, because when you read the story of Rama and Sita, I read the excerpt where uh, you have written about Hanuman bringing the ring and you have written how she feels the cool ring yeah. uh, in her palm and with that she feels her lord in her in, in its whole in its whole entirety mm -hmm. now when you re when i was reading it i had goosebumps like i had mm -hmm. tears in my eyes because it with those words you can feel that love so today in the world if you see uh, relationships are so shallow sometimes mm -hmm. so fickle easy to you know break um, what out of Ram and Sita's relationship, what can we take out of it for our own lives today? Yeah, if you see uh, the world through Sita's eyes today, there would be more harmony. <laughs> there would be all inclusivity, acceptance, more acceptance, more tolerance. And uh, p women would come to the forefront and take more responsibilities and not just wait for something uh, to change. Uh, at the same time, uh, I would say, as a family, you know, the family will be very greatly benefited. Uh, there will be more harmony and peace in the family because of the acceptance. No, without accepting, uh, life becomes a struggle for us. It is like it is becoming um, individualistic rather than all inclusivity. Of course, we need to focus on ourselves also. There should be, but then. Uh, Life is a combination of uh, attending to oneself at the same time because we live in a society, we are gregarious, right? And we are social beings. We are interdependent on each other. 
So, when it comes to the mind it should be independent, but it when it comes to the physical plane interdependence is the mantra right. So, that is when we see that uh, Sita was such a powerhouse uh, and then at the same time she showed to the world that how all the single women they can uh, gain confidence courage from her that how it how she brought up the child both the children for 14 years almost 12 to 14 years they were in the forest without any bitterness without complaining without even uh, teaching them something your father is like that or you know they she never let the children have any doubt so that is a big uh, quality you know that is one of the best qualities one can imbibe and uh, all the single uh, women can draw strength from her nature character and not complain about it about life and definitely make uh, life uh, a better place for themselves and others right and uh, i would say youth can draw inspiration uh, about sharing and caring you know what that's what she did her whole life behind every personality there is love and behind every event there is wisdom it's so beautiful you know uh, if you want to learn about all our great scriptures uh, in her from her life we can learn so much of wisdom and knowledge it's full of knowledge at the same time experience that divine love that unconditional love she showered on everyone you know I want to ask you a little bit about the process of writing. Mm -hmm. So when you started it, did you have certain idea, but as you kept writing and now that it is complete, uh, is it any different? How did you feel Sita when you were writing? Tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. this process. I decided that my Sita is confident and happy. Mm -hmm. This is what I decided in the beginning because I have, as you in the beginning told me, how you, uh, they were even hesitating to keep the name Sita. I have heard this. And my grandmother's name is Sita Lakshmi. They added one Lakshmi to it. So I was saying, I'm not going to focus on this, you know, that my Sita is a happy Sita. So I joyfully wrote about it. And the whole thing is, uh, gave me so much of joy, I tell you. I'm not, uh, it's not something mood making or anything. It just unfolded the whole thing. And then everything that, I would only uh, look at Sita, you know, I'll think, oh, Sita would have thought like this. Mm. So it was like uh, the whole thing came alive, you know. And uh, all the scriptures made more sense to me. Mm. I was just uh, astounded by the wisdom and the way they expressed themselves, you know, that is, uh, this is just a minuscule. What I have written is just, you know, like that, what we have in already you have to read Kambaramayana or you have to read Tulsi Dasramayana. Oh, it is so, it's, uh, you, we are full of reverence to Rama and Sita. That is the space uh, one need to get. That is the ultimate goal of any writer. That if it leaves them in a space of wonderment. Because life has any, anyways it has dual, dual you know it is. Uh, dvandva Sahita, isn't it? Life has all uh, goodness and badness together. It is a package uh, of both uh, happiness and sorrow. Everything is there. In spite of all this, you are something, you can be untouched, unfazed by all this negativity or by duality or any hardships. 
like Padma Patram Ivambasi, Krishna said no, in Bhagavad Gita. So, that is the spirit of all these uh, great poets, saint poets, who have written this and with so much of reverence. And if they can write so nicely about even Ravan, you know, <laughs> what all the good qualities he had, but there was some little <laughs> thing that was that led you to, you know, that. But there was a purpose for Ravana also, right? Uh, a good story, if it's, uh, it needs a villain also. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no thrill in it. And there's a Rama came and he was very good king and he lived and he Correct. went. You know, now Ravana makes it more interesting. You can see the lighter side of uh, life also. Life is not always so heavy with, um, it, it need not be a burden for us, you know, bogged down by uh, such facts. So there were many Vanaras also, who, and then so many squirrels also acted, <laughs> done their part. So you are including flora and fauna, everything there. You draw strength from creation. You are in touch with the creation. So that is how uh, it explains the positivity, that beautiful vibration Ramayana gives us. Oh, yeah. Again and again you are saying this and it is really staying with me. First is, it is our choice. The state of our mind is our choice. And it is possible for us to cultivate a positive state of mind. And you said how Sita was Gunagrahi, that she would naturally get attracted to positive things. I think it is such an important message, especially for all our younger generation. Because everybody is surrounded by so many pressures and attractions, stimulations that uh, you know you sometimes can get little waylaid but it is possible for us to stay on the right, stay on the positive. Sita, what all she went through, uh, none of us have the strength to go through all that but she came out shining right and faced. So like that even whenever we have any challenge we don't have to ignore it, it's not saying oh everything is alright. We have to be assertive and then act upon it, need not be aggressive, that's what she taught us. And at the same time, there prob problems are there, but solutions also come its way when you wait in patience. Little bit, you have to understand the problem, uh, whatever is there, we, we say this is how it is, now accept it and then act upon it not accepting pass passively that was not her nature mm. Mm, yeah. it was not and she never felt oppressed suppressed no, not at all she was not such a personality she was like a, a full courageous woman yeah courageous princess you're talking about uh, suppression or oppression mm. in the world today we talk about women empowerment mm that women should be empowered and we should fight for our rights or equality. But if you look at all the women in Ramayana, Kaushalya, Kaikeyi, Sita, Urmila, Mandodari, Ahilya, Shabri, to that extent even Shurpanaka, their lives are stories of commitment, courage, sacrifice, devotion. You know, they all had a purpose. So they all had something major role. Yeah, so the women of Ramayana Didi, uh, you know, seven and a half thousand years ago uh, showed 
displayed or ex, you know manifested by their behavior they were more empowered than anything course, like sure. sita took the decision that i will go on exile yeah. she they, she was not being allowed but she yeah. stood her ground so i think this is such a huge um, uh, i think strength for women today to draw so uh, anything you would like to speak more about the women of ramayana dev what more can we draw out from their lives courage they had confidence they had pure love sacrifice was one of them and then commitment and goal was their own happiness also like shurpanaka wanted to be happy right so um, these things uh, stand out even now these are the things that we all aspire for and a committed uh, mind is a beautiful mind you know only thing is you have to look at what you are committed to what is the uh, stand you are taking so if you are committed with the attached to the dharma then uh, your life is a smooth journey if you are attached and committed to the dharma then uh, we have to face our hardships like the asuras and divine being you know that that we have uh, stories we have seen how why asuras are committed they are also committed but the commitment is are uh, taken the wrong side right so that is where viveka is so important that is where even there they have emphasized on the presence of the guru so every time their guru will come and advise them no so in that way life guide is so important that is a guru means the word guru itself means guide guide through the all these uh, rough roads no that that's into smoothness no? into comfort into the right path didi one um, a, a few minutes ago you were saying that uh, she knew she had come for a purpose yeah. and she was living through that so what uh, what should we understand out of it we are also born for a certain purpose uh, how do we know it how do we navigate ourselves to it and then whatever life throws at us uh, does it mean it is all destined help us understand this uh, first of all uh, what is the purpose of life we have to keep searching for it we have to keep understanding every if you see <laughs> when we were small our purpose was different <laughs> it keeps changing all this the dynamic in fact our purpose but uh, the more you become intuitive through meditation through spiritual practices uh, it is unveiled to you um, it's very obvious for us we have not come here to cry we have not come here to be in anger all the time we have not come here to be aggressive we have not come here to be lamenting you know or uh, being unhappy for that matter so we have our whole purpose is towards happiness right so then we have a clarity and then when we follow our uh, dream or follow our purpose uh, with uh, purity at heart because there's a clarity in mind purity in the heart and then sincerity in action is not like just dreaming we need to focus we say okay we do this to we are committed to achieve this then life is a celebration yeah so that is where uh, intuitive knowledge that only can happen uh, when we have this human birth is so precious 
So, when we have got this human birth, this is a precious birth, we can cultivate that uh, attitude of happiness. Yeah. Didi, what an enchanting and mm -hmm. insightful and deeply moving conversation this was. I want to again on behalf of all of us say a big thank you to you for writing this book and once again uh, bringing to life uh, the love and the devotion and the commitment and the, and the exemplary uh, uh, example uh, of uh, Sita to all of us and especially at this time in the world where we are still recovering from the pandemic and I think all of us need that boost of inner strength. So thank you for bringing this book to us. I have ordered my copy and uh, all of us can order our copies on Amazon. It's already available and I can guarantee you that every word will leave your eye moist because that's what it did to me when I read the excerpts. So thank you very much, Didi. It was a great, great joy and pleasure, honor for me to have this conversation. Thank you. At the outset, I would like to thank Bhanumati Narsimhan and Rajita Kulkarni Baga for joining us today. I'm sure that after witnessing this conversation, you all are taking home an enriched version of yourself just as I am. Thank you for joining us today. Until I see you again, this is Mickey Singh signing off.